Hello and welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Titans. This is season three, episode four, entitled Black Fire, written by Stephanie Coggins, directed once again by Millicent Shelton. I gave this episode an 8.3 out of 10. There was some really strong moments, and then there were some really problematic moments within this episode. So we'll go ahead and jump directly into the recap. Crane is attacked at Arkham as Red Hood has put out a hit on him for at what we believe at this time working with Dick Grayson. Because everyone is still dirty, this picks up in relatively the um, soon aftermath of Hank's death. Jason is still cleaning up after the explosion, traumatized that he failed, something he believes Superman would not do. And while gar encourages him to eat and chop vegetables he's not the best when it comes to like i felt he needed more in this moment and gar was given platitudes and i didn't like that connor thinks that he's a fucked up half breed and a ripoff of the real deal and that his lex part is what didn't save the day and everyone is probably thinking it and all he's saying is oh no come on dude don't feel that way no he needs some actual words from you like well superman doesn't always save the day there are plenty of times that he ends up failing as well no one here thinks that you're a half-breed type of freak and you certainly did the best that you could do and i'm sure that advice from a green talking tiger was not you know the best thing to hear he was lashing out clearly but you're supposed to be the most the more mature one in this situation and instead you just act childish saying you know what you're right superman is better he is clearly in a bad place right now you confirming his worst suspicion is not worthy of you and i don't think that you really showed yourself a few times in this episode as being the alpha that you kind of referred to yourself as and definitely i could see playing the role as in this team but you you need to be a lot better at it because you suck you tell my everybody else sucks no dude you suck dawn gives him when he overhears them arguing I mean, Connor, the words that needed to assault his guilt, that it was not your fault. I'm the one that pulled the trigger and fell for the trap, walked into playing the game that Dick told us all not to play. Then latches on to him and starts crying, saying that she misses him too. And I will say that hug was really awkward. Like, woman, why are you touching me? Is what Connor's face was saying. Oh, that's awkward. I like the emotion from Connor in this episode. I like when he said fucked up half-breed i like more and more that they're getting us out of this first idea of what we were imagining superboy as because it was pretty adolescent dawn is leaving i hope it's the show and who says prayers can't be answered Here's another moment where I'm like, what is even this script? Because that's where the issues were. It was in a lot of the dialogue. She thinks that maybe Bruce was right. Maybe quitting all of this is exactly what we should do. Hank did want to do it. 
Um, you're saying that you got out of this without killing anyone. I did kill someone. But by the way, you should come with me as there's something on the other side of all this. And that man ain't even code yet. I'm just the crazy slut with a dead husband. <laughs> like, wow, you're so meaningful for me that I'm going to abandon my whole entire team and everything I got going in my life to jump to Paris with you. Wow. Uh, Dick's other ex calls to ask about his other ex and is cool with her leaving, then finds out Red Hood put a hit on Scarecrow and they are moving him to a black site facility as they think it's retaliation for helping dick he agrees to take a few days i will say the caudacity of dawn giving him advice on how to handle jason like maybe if you had taken my advice hank would still be alive both of you guys had taken my advice does all gar do is cook because i see him in the kitchen on the constant apparently he does realize he's the alfred of the group cleaning up after everyone giving pep talks at least we can define his role as Corey comes in once again in a trance throwing fireballs gar is able to snap her out of it with some pretty awesome move but then runs away when she asks what happened why are you running why are you running like sir you know she has been in and out of herself why are you acting surprised and unhelpful Corey calls red shirt and we might as well call this man his her therapist uh, as she only calls him for psychological advice telling him she is sleepwalking and losing control while having these dreams and that people are getting hurt she's also feeling chaotic losing a lot of people in her life recently to death and it has been a traumatic roller coaster for her you got fade donna hank jason <laughs> i can see why she's in a compromised position but man is it so hard to watch her make clear mistakes she is ashamed as she's a titan but he tells her grief and fear are a part of being human but she's not and that's the problem and she called that man dr cole she friend zoned him so hard whatever stirred in his pants at her call deflated and died in a depressive death she put him on the north pole of you ain't getting these panties no more she finds gar and you know i can see being upset that my arm is barbecued sure but you're also acting childish until he hears the word vision that reminds him of rachel so he's inspired to help i have a love-hate relationship with Corey's outfit on one hand she looks amazing but on the other hand that is so short he shows her the sleep deprivation tank of batman's that will help her correlate what her visions mean without hurting anyone and that's what you should have led with the minute she started popping off in the kitchen you should have got your shit together and said okay let's see what we can do about these visions she sees her sister being led away in some underground facility which we've seen all this time except now we know it's her sister so this is something tamarins can do they can psychically call out to each other dick shows up to crane's transfer and kidnaps him which looks exactly what red hood was about to do being so nearby and all watching dick drive away crane calls him spreads the torah is that the word seeing as he leaves bodies without breaking a sweat he also says it depends 
if he'll shoot crane or not when crane inquires about the gun that he stole from that guard Corey wakes up in a field in a car with gar in the truck oh man not again once again i feel like what is happening to her is more traumatizing than you continuing to bitch about what is happening to her you know she didn't mean it she knows blackfire brought her here and he realizes the car is on top of a hatch that led her physically to being in this location see he can be this useful without all the mouth let's backtrack just a minute to point out that batman's vest could not contain her barbara has shown dick's actions by the bop guy and gives her till midnight to return crane or they will take over the case after hearing that he's a friend and considering how this is botched now bop is going to be taking over the case she calls dick who assures her he will return crane but disconnects so she puts out an apb on his location crane brings up hank but dick tells him to shut it and that's his first indication that maybe just maybe i'm fucking with someone who knows something more than everybody else does at this point starfire finds her sister asleep in a prison of some sort and meets an overly zealous doctor who's also a fan and knew this day would come crane tells dick to let him go then tries to run for it only to be snared in a trap i love confident dick cabin crane's like it's not what you think it is he's like bullshit i know the hit was a fake so that jason can break him out of blackgate and he also knows that he's the one that helped change jason into red hood assisting him and knows that he will once again impulsively rescue his master because that's what he does crane admits that he did put him back together after he was a hot mess leaving san francisco but he's still a monster then digs at dick's own failures and i'm glad that this played out the way it did because i had in my noted notes at this point that when we met dick in episode one he feels more at peace with those choices that he's made and to use it as prime ammunition i didn't like that so I was pleasantly and happily surprised that Crane was not going to very easily dig at him because we had two whole seasons of reconciling Dick's demons. It shouldn't be so easy to tear him back down. Even losing someone um, at the end, it really wasn't his fault. It just they tried their best. They really did. The government that handles threats to Earth have contained and drained miss blackfire of her power and i'm not sure why corey or gar were looking like this isn't okay or legitimate or a legitimate thing to do she's not here to sightsee she's already caused many deaths what did you expect the government to do corey demands to talk to her sister and thus the scientist allows it only when Corey is in the prison with her does she actually recognize she got what she deserved doing the dirt that she did telling her she hurts people and was always broken blackfire responds by bringing up the pit over pranks they used to pull 
and that if memory serves she came to earth to kill a child anyway and now has abandoned tamarind law but that's no justification of killing one's parents because really you just bitter and jealous that you were outshined and treated differently instead of the favorite princess the women fight with blackfire not superior in hand-to-hand combat but also she's drained so this felt as if it was to show or be perceived as starfire thinking she had the upper hand but i'm like girl even the scientists said your firebolts ain't at full potential yet but i bet she's advanced with her uh powers as well blackfire because she's been using them and i think because she really became queen of i don't know where they're gonna go with this story but i know she's gonna be a problem initially starfire says well i will allow justice to run its course but she tells her she is what she is blackfire because of her and never have a never having a sister that fought for her i like the way these scenes were shot and the acting was well done between the actresses i believed it i like the fight scene so i like this back and forth between their first meeting it's hostile i hate you i know you know it's kind of like I feel some responsibility for where you are emotionally even though I know that in my heart and soul they are no good but you can't help yourself from trying to reach out. I do like the way in which Dick and Corey's story is marrying each other so that it doesn't feel as if one person's off doing another thing and another person's off doing another thing. Like it is all very uh it's symmetry you know they're both trying to fight uh they're both fighting against siblings who turn bad in some part even unconsciously in regards to their inaction back at the cabin crane continues to dig into dick making bruce the bad guy who used fear to control his sons and used it as a weapon against the city and now the bat is gone what doth you plan to do sir maybe fill in that power vacuum of fear anywho dick tells him bruce once left him in the woods alone he did not know what to expect and we see a flashback of young dick being chased by a wolf crane didn't even think to listen to the rest of the story because he thinks he's had enough breaking him down you know saying you know look at what your father did to you seeing how he puts you out there and and use fear to intimidate you and it's no wonder that you can't stop bathing this city in blood because that's what you've done since you come back to gotham and digging all this time is seeing how the mastermind got to jason and how and what tactics he used to get to him dick goes on with his story as if he did not speak explaining because he actually wanted him to leave explaining he already proved himself that night without bruce and we are not the same broken animal me and jason when the emotion sensor goes off indicating his prey is nearby because he says i shouldn't have been afraid of the wolf the wolf should have been afraid of me don't you hate when a bitch think that we need you bitch hop on your knees all this dick i'm a future you open for bitches so easy to reach you not once in my life have i thought i should preach i'm up on my bed and like niggas we ready she sucks spaghetti y'all money she only stuff it all i did not write down the quote but 
Uh, it was a really good one about fear and how, like, Dick already conquered that when he was a child. So if you think you're going to, uh, or think that fear is what is a part of my own psyche, then you've read the situation wrong. Now the same can't be said of Jason because Jason transferred his his loyalty to the one that could make him feel invincible versus the one in which um failed to make him feel invincible like it was more of a a really bad idea <laughs> to plant in a child's head both gar and Corey ha- handled this being blackfire's life for hundreds of years because apparently tamarins can live that long and Corey ends up falling for the guilt sauce and left her sister out threatening to burn the guy's dick off which would have been a great threat and a great scene if it wasn't such an obvious mistake was there absolutely any reason that gar would need to get blackfire's uniform none whatsoever barbara finds out where dick is and orders a helicopter the red hood fight with nightwing was very well done i liked it a lot i liked their conversation um dick like bitch did you need to tell him everything (laughs) you told him bruce's name you gave us like come on man i think he was more mad over that than fucking hank's death like everything but like horror sister jason's like you know you turned me into what i am after san francisco and then you have dick saying the same thing as her you made your choices but he's like come on you're a copy of the old man and they both fear he will probably step in and become the new batman oh hell no i really hope not and it's not to say that he wouldn't even play a good batman but i'm not watching the batman show (laughs) or if i am make it on a different show and not be titans the chopper distracts red hood for dick to regain control when he is momentarily distracted but Barbara him hauls on the shot and they end up shooting Dick with both Red Hood and Crane. Now gone, though he couldn't escape the force field with the help of Red Hood, who knows how to work Batman equipment, he does. And now he probably knows how to get into the fucking Wayne Manor. Everybody should be on high alert right now because Jason had told another person all of the secrets and they plan on taking over Gotham so this is going to be an interesting next episode i will say i like the actor playing crane he feels believably like a manipulator not really highly invested in the stakes but still willing to play the game as well as as long as he thinks the cards are in his hand and you saw how quickly he was willing to make red hood disposable i wonder if that's going to come into play at any point while this wasn't the strongest episode of the four thus far i think we have some good pacing for the plot of this season and once again another episode without raven and her just being mentioned was good enough for me we do have feedback so let's jump into the mailbag I 
Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my thoughts and feelings on Titans episode three of season three. <clears throat> this is take three of me trying to get this thing to you. I guess with this new app, the fold, the um, size of the file is a bit bigger for some reason. So it doesn't let me go over a certain time, which is fantastic for you because <laughs> Because once it goes over a certain time, the um, megabytes are too big to send in the email. It's kind of weird. I don't know. But it's saying it exceeds five megabytes. And so I can't send it. But anyway, so this is take three of my trying to send this. Um, I'll just go over the highlights so that I can ensure that this thing is not too big. Um... But yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. The stakes were really high. I mean, it had me on the edge of my seat the whole time. When I first saw the title of the episode, I wasn't I was wasn't as excited because I mean Hank and Dove or not or there's a Hank and Dawn, whatever. Well, these characters aren't exactly my favorite characters. I don't dislike them. I think they're fine. I just they're just not my favorites. And I feel like the um they kind of took over the show at times a little bit uh, in the other seasons, but I did, I did like them in this one. I mean, I liked them as far as the fact that you know the stakes of it all. But as far as their decision making in this episode, I want to smack both of them um, for different reasons. I mean, first you got Hank, who just seemed to be so extra. I mean, of course he's always extra, but just over the top of just going off they both were pretty much going rogue in this episode for different reasons i'm like hank if you think that jason is uh playing you or you know you weren't trusting him when he was telling you all that stuff over the phone why would you go out by yourself and face him um, alone when you have your teammates when you have your you call your family like why would you do that I mean I, we, I don't know is he just trying to be the hero you know make himself out to be the hero or the one that you know, takes him down I don't know what he I mean that what's it called macho I'm trying to think the word macho testosterone was flowing because he was just like ah oh, if it's him or me it's gonna be I'm, I'm taking him out and, and of course Don had to talk him down and of course obviously that came back to you know I'm sure she's gonna think about that um in the coming days after this episode but it was just like so extra it's like stop I mean and why not, why aren't you telling them that oh Jason called me and he's wanted me to meet then you go out to all these places destroy your phone keep going then you get naked I'm like why are you doing all this? What is the point? I mean, and then you got yourself in the situation you got yourself in to where, you know, you're got a bomb strapped to your chest. And then you got Dawn who's going. This is becoming clear that, sorry, this is not the Jason that they remember. Um, and so she's off, you know, going to steal the bars, heading out there. She has the gun and it's like at no point do you, and I know it's emotional situation. The stress is high. The heartbeats are counting down, which I, by the way, I think is a, you know, neat way of, a neat way of counting down, like by heartbeats instead of seconds. I think that's cool. But anyway, I mean, it's just a, a unique twist on it. Um, 
But anyway, she it's like, why would you think that Jason is really going to give you the option to choose between killing him and kill or hey, choosing him or Hank? Like you either kill me or Hank dies. It's like obviously they he knows that you love Hank and that you're going to choose Hank over him. So it's not like I mean, it wasn't a suicide mission. So there had to been a ulterior motives for what he was doing. He was messing with your head and you were allowing him to mess with your head. And so, of course, obviously, you pull the trigger. There's not going <laughs> to... Like, why would she think that Jason would let her kill him? <laughs> like, I don't understand that. It doesn't make any sense. But anyway, but then again, getting to my, sec- my third point of this episode is Jason. I mean, again, I guess in some way we can, like, be kind of not like taken off guard by how vicious he is and how cold-blooded he is and I'm to me that trajectory of his character and this 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 whole gone bad uh side or story or arc it just seems like we're missing some pieces to it it's like how do we go from first episode where he's sidekick of Batman and of Bruce and going out to get the Joker and then to this whole 180 this evil don't give a shit you know killing your own family you know type of scenario um it just doesn't it's just like what where's the where's the development in that like i just feel like there's not it just we went from one extreme to the next without a not a not a lot of backstory or understanding so um in in such a short amount of time because it was just episode one and then we're only on episode two and then he found out he was dark in episode two i mean this is episode three and so he was dark in episode two so i'm trying to like wrap my brain around where where did this all come from i mean sibling rivalry you know abusing the abuser like scarecrow was saying it's like where's all this coming from i mean i get being jealous and envy because even though he took jason's uh, took dick's place you know obviously bruce is still the still favors um dick i mean just look at the password it still says dick uh as the password to get into stuff so there's a special place in i mean which is understandable i mean i mean i just i just i'm just trying to put it all together maybe i need to watch episode episode season two again to really maybe understand where this is coming from maybe i missed out on something um anyways so there's that that's my only issue that i'm like trying to figure out then there's the Corey stuff i'm not trusting this therapist guy because it seems like all of a sudden since he's been in the picture she's having these visions and all that stuff and i don't know i just don't i mean maybe i'm just being suspicious of everybody now because you know that's just the way it is <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with him but i do agree with you christina i'm not feeling what they got going on he's just too ordinary for Corey. um but whatever it is i'm sure it's gonna be a passing thing um if anything just like this dick and barbara thing is gonna be a passing thing because we all know all right we don't all know this but hopefully um the end game is dick and Corey at some point and of course you telling me about the comic book stuff really helped with my thinking on that um yeah because i figured he, dick and barbara had a thing it's just how, again how she was talking but 
I don't think it's something that's going to amount to anything long term. I'm talking fast because I'm trying to get everything in before I get to a certain time because I think a time, I think 10 minutes and beyond is what is too much, is too much, which is again, perfect for you because I'm not supposed to go over 10 minutes. Um, and I think that's all I want to highlight. Um, poor Connor. I feel so bad. Protect my baby. He was just so devastated. They put so much on his shoulder in this episode and he was so close Yet he did not make it because of, you know, Don pulling the trigger. I mean, I know there was five seconds, but hey, he's a super. He could have done a lot in that time. So um, he could have saved Hank, but we'll never know. And the fact that he he was able to see everything that went down. <laughs> oh, excuse me. It was just devastating. And there's Crypto and Gar. Just the whole family. Um, just I'm sure they're devastated. So looking forward to seeing how this all turns out and um the fallout the consequences i mean i don't know there's just no coming back from this i mean there's one thing to kill people i mean yeah innocent people is bad enough but then you go and kill family a teammate that's another story i don't i don't think there's any redemption for jason on that front so but you never know um i just don't see it but That's all I got because I'm running out of time. So on that note, until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for Titan Season 3, Episode 4. This episode was definitely a lot calmer after the, the shenanigans of the first three with people dying left and right, action, um the heart pumping episode of the last one um yeah so it was definitely more back to calm and just laying out the groundwork to what's gonna end up happening in the later episodes um i like that we got an answer on the corey um vision uh issue with um of course, her being in that trance again and just, uh, and Gar, <laughs> yeah, Gar being more of the comic relief, um, this season uh, up to this point, apparently. So, um, but yeah, so him, him and, uh, Corey go out to figure out what's going on with her visions. We see a brief Connor briefly, um, in the beginning where he's still in his feelings and blaming himself for what happened which i figured would be the case um i mean he's young and he's a super um so he's going to feel like you know he wasn't fast enough he wasn't um able to see you know because he's a superhero that's what they want to do they want to save everybody and unfortunately one of the hard lessons to learn is that you can't and um that he learned that in the last episode so and um yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, it's like, on the one hand, um, I mean, you felt a little bit of the um, after effects of Hank being killed, but it was just so, I don't know, just it, it wasn't, it didn't oppress 
the the episode, if that makes sense. It didn't bring the episode down to a point where like everyone was just completely depressed the whole episode and things were still moving along, still with things things were still happening. Um uh, we said goodbye to Dove um as she got on the plane to um go be with her family. Um so really didn't get too much of her I mean she talked to Connor so we got some of her feelings in regards to that, but then she quickly left. So the, <clears throat> so it kind of, again, the story just moved along. You know, Hank's back, gone. All right, next. So, and I know from judging from your podcast, you're not the big, because I didn't listen to any of your previous stuff from when you were um, doing podcasts on um, the Titans. So other than the little bit here and there that you, you and Mimi would talk about, and I hardly didn't pay that much attention since I wasn't watching it at that time. Um, yeah, so listening to y'all's uh, thoughts and feelings about the show has been very interesting, to say the least. And like I say, you know, a, you know, a lot of the times, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I just watch these shows at the surface level, if that makes sense. Um, sometimes it depends on if I'm if I'm feeling up to it I'll you know really try to figure out stuff and but for the most part I'm not gonna lie I watch shows just watch shows and if something is obvious and stands out to me and I'll point it out but a lot of the times I'm just watching it and that's it and I'm not trying to figure out stuff um but but it just depends on the show like some shows just like dark it makes you want to figure out stuff and what's the other show that Westworld? It just makes you want to figure out stuff because it's so fascinating and things of that nature. But I don't know the superhero genre. I don't. I don't get that inspiration <laughs> to um, delve deep in all that stuff. I'm not gonna lie. I just don't. I mean, if it occurs to me, it occurs to me. If it don't, it don't. Um, so, but it's always fascinating to hear your <laughs> analysis of the characters because it really, you know, I'll go, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I can, I can get on board with what you're saying, but I don't really go there a lot of the time. So I like listening to what you have to say because, uh, you do all the work for us <laughs> and I enjoy that. Um, <laughs> Um, as for this one, like I said, it was a slower pace. I wasn't too surprised, you no. Know, and if I'd been able to give you my um, other feedback, where, and I, I don't know, I was just by the time I gave you the episode three, I, there's a lot of things I didn't get to say in it that I wanted to say that I actually said um, in my uh, combination one. But at that point, I think that was like take two or take three of uh, trying to do the feedback that I just said, just I was just putting something together at that point. And so there's some things after the fact that I wish I had mentioned, but I didn't. So as like the scarecrow um, thing, I wasn't too surprised. We all knew that there was a, um, someone behind the scenes pulling the strings and I mean, I was I was hedging between Scarecrow and Joker because just like with Jason coming back to life, you know, my like I think I said in my feedback, you know, the fact that you don't see a body, that's always the whole the the uh, the go to. And we didn't see a body with the Joker either. I mean, maybe 
maybe Batman, um, Batman, Bruce killed him, but who knows? We didn't see his body, so whatever. Um, and even if he did kill him, not just like we see Jason, there's a chance they can come back. Um, so that's that on that. I'm not a fan of Corey. I mean, I understand why she did it. That's her sister. She, you know, there's black. Um, Blackfire was being manipulative and, you know, playing on the heartstrings of Corey. And then Corey just couldn't help herself and trying to make it right, you know, in that relationship. I just feel like it's going to not go well, um, at least initially. I just don't see that, you know, something. I just think it's going to go in a bad direction um, before anything else. So, um I don't know. I don't watch the trailers. I'm not in the fandom like that. I don't I don't really know what's going on <laughs> to be honest. I'm like Mimi. I really don't. I, I mean I don't read any of the comics. I don't I definitely the Flash fandom was the last fandom first and last TV fandom that I ever want to be a part of. So um I just don't go there. I let, you know, the juvenile people be juvenile, the whatever extra people be extra in these fandoms i don't want no part of it no more so i learned my lesson so i stay out of that so i don't really know what's being said what the issues are what word it you know i don't know any of that either so um i just know what i like and what i don't like and i'm just go with that and yeah, and that you know, you and Mimi were cracking me up with the barber thing, and it's like I think it has more to do with the fact that just the way the direction they they tend to go in these shows and this genre, you know, you introduce a white woman, they got a history with the protagonist, and more times than not, I think that's more of what it is than. And then, and then there's again some of the things she was saying just gave me the impression that that's where they were going with it uh, again it wasn't like it was something overt or something like oh yeah um it's just a feeling that I had and probably more so to do with just the history of these types of shows than anything specifically in this show if that makes sense I hear what you're saying about Jason and his trajectory, but I still feel like there's some missing pieces to it. Um, it's a, a, and maybe we'll get start getting more of that backstory, which is fine. I mean, sometimes they do that. And I didn't know there was a time jump. I missed that part about a time jump. I mean, I don't know how long the time jump was. I mean, I figured it would be, obviously, from two season two to season three. I just didn't know to what extent and then of course like i'm saying he was still batman's sidekick up until episode one so it's just uh but again we could see that he was being groomed by scarecrow and that makes sense now so i mean again i figured as time went on and more story came out that it would make more sense it's just at that point in time it wasn't making sense but i'm good to continue to watch and see how it goes and you know hear more about what happened and how we all came to be where we are today in the story i like seeing dick being the investigator that y'all say that he is and we got to see that a lot more his smarts and his savvy in this episode so that's great to see um, but I got to go. I'm almost at 10 minutes and that's my limit. So on that note, until next time, much love, peace and black girl magic. Queen of the couch. Shine. That was Mimi with her thoughts on episode three and four. Since I made a boo boo and did not play her episode three feedback. 
So I wanted to make sure she got her thoughts and they were heard. As far as episode four, nah, I think the Joker is dead. They just can't show him in the show because they have the rights. They're having a whole back and forth. Like Batman, tech, it can never be Batman. We're never going to see him shoot, uh, suit up because they don't have the rights to the character. They don't have the rights to the Joker, which is why we didn't really see him as the Joker. We kind of saw a, cl- a clown in an outfit. Not even really. Someone who may be considered the Joker, but not the Joker. So I think that what they did was eliminate both characters from the show because they're useless even though i know that the bruce character is still on the roster at least he's still billed for these last 10 episodes or whatever so it's possible he can spring up or maybe his contract is so good that he can actually uh, be credited for 10 episodes and he's only in two i've seen that happen before but I'm not so convinced yet that he is out of, that I've seen the last of Bruce Wayne, unfortunately. Um, and my thing is, you couldn't come back in a year and rescue your sister? Two years? Why did you feel at that moment? Maybe, and I think because she's hit so low is why she allows herself to make a terribly stupid decision. Because, yeah, it's a terribly stupid decision. There's no doubt in anyone's mind that she's going to ever change you in like two seconds. Like you came here to fuck my life up. And now the only reason why you haven't got to that in this last three months is because you got trapped by the government. So maybe let me get my life together. Then I can deal with your bullshit. But because she's in a raw place and no one really understands her right now. Well, she wasn't even going through a lot of her whole vision thing. That was really because she needed to find her sister. So she reconciled that. Uh, But it's going to be a problem. My thing is I wanted Gar to be much more of the pragmatic person instead of the co-signer. And uh, I think that's all I got (laughs) on your notes for everything else I, I pretty much talked about or agreed about. Uh, I don't know exactly where the plot's going. Uh, I'm glad that I can think for you. (laughs) I have a few, you know, we've seen, there's a couple of characters we haven't seen yet. And I have a feeling they're probably going to come back in next episode. I'm saying, I guess, because I don't watch the trailers either, other than the initial trailer for the season. Um, I haven't watched what's on the next week. And now that I'm caught up, I won't get spoiled on anything moving forward. So I'll be out of all of that business. I'm not in the fandom tag anymore. I mean, I occasionally run into things that I might feel the need to talk about. But I will say with the Titans fandom, everyone is typically on the same page (laughs) on just about anything. There's going to be the racist fans, of course, but I think that just comes hard for the territory of any black woman having any role in any television show that's prominent that it's gonna be those people around you're not gonna get rid of them it's like um i don't know weeds (laughs) they grow everywhere you keep killing one and more pop up it's just a, a part of life but i think genuinely there's not too much shit going on in the fandom uh strangely enough like a lot of people have shown up for this show and love the same people and and 
really want a focus on the Titans. So I agree, though. I really don't delve into fandoms unless it's like a just dipping my toe in there. I have nothing invested, mainly because I don't have the time. And secondly, because I don't care. I might occasionally, like I said, most I hear is from YouTube videos. And even that I take with a grain of salt. So that is our feedback for this week. Mimi, I'm sure we'll be back for our fifth episode. But if you want to join in the conversation, blackercouch at gmail.com. You can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.